In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we enter into the last three days in the life of our Lord Jesus Christ just prior to his glorious resurrection. And we literally, by true remembrance, we walk through these last three days with our Lord Jesus Christ. And there is great grace for us to experience the fullness of the divine love of God that is so very visible in and through Jesus Christ in these blessed three days. Today, on this first day of this journey, of these last three days, we begin with the Mass of Monday Thursday. For it's tonight in this Mass that we remember the Last Supper, and so we remember the time at which Christ our God institutes the Blessed Sacrament of Holy Eucharist. And we also see Him humble Himself that same evening and wash the feet of His beloved disciples. Tonight we're going to look at both of these events, but what are we looking for? What are we looking for? We should seek even in these moments together for the Lord to reveal his incredible love that he has for each one of us and to experience that love together this evening so that by grace we may become that love in this present world which is our salvation to be made whole and to become love as God is love. So first we look at the institution of the Blessed Sacrament of Holy Eucharist. You heard in the epistle reading from 1 Corinthians in chapter 11, St. Paul gives us the words of institution that have been used in the divine liturgies of the church from its very inception until today. St. Paul writes, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus, on the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as oft as you shall drink it, in remembrance of me. That very night with his disciples, Jesus took real and common bread and he broke it and he said that this bread is my body broken and then the most incredible words, for you. Never forget those words. For you. This is for you. It is a blessing. It is a divine gift out of my loving heart that I give to you because of its benefit to you. And he took common wine the same night and he blessed it. That is, he separated unto his own holy use that through it we might obtain something quite marvelous. In the Gospel of St. Luke, Jesus says this. He says, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. For the covering of the sins of us all. For the washing away of sin. But think about this, and we know this. He offers it for the healing 
and the relief of our ever so burdened conscience to relieve us, to take the burden from us. I offer myself. I give this to you. It is all for your benefit. In the Gospel of St. John in chapter 6, Jesus himself teaches about this very sacrament pointing forward to this very night and from now until eternity. He teaches about what he would ordain. And I want to share with you a few thoughts from the Gospel of John in chapter 6. Listen to what he teaches about his loving, loving offering to us through bread and wine, his body and blood, truly holy Eucharist. In John chapter 6, in verse 48, he says, I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness and are dead. <coughs> this is the bread which comes down from heaven that one may eat of it and never die. During the 40 years Israel would wander in the wilderness, if you remember, God would provide for them daily bread from heaven. It would cover the ground of wherever they had camped. And in the morning, that bread would appear and they would collect it. And it would give them everything that they needed for that day's journey through the wilderness until they would cross into the promised land. Only then would that divine bread stop. This bread, the bread that we partake of together, that he offers us. This bread now blessed by Christ to become his body for us. It is a means of divine grace to give us everything that we need in this very tough journey through the wilderness of this life until we see him face to face and we see who is the bread of life before us. He feeds us. He graces us with strength and power through this wilderness to be saved, to be saved. Verse 53 of John chapter 6, Jesus says this, Most assuredly I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. I want to offer you two teachings from St. Ignatius of Antioch. Now, St. Ignatius of Antioch was a direct disciple of the Apostle John who wrote the gospel from which I'm talking about tonight. He was also the next generation of apostles. He would follow St. Peter as Bishop of Antioch. Because remember, St. Peter was the first Bishop of Antioch. Then he went and became overseer of Rome. St. Ignatius would take his place immediately after. What does he pass on to the church? What does St. Ignatius pass on? Carrying on the faithfulness of understanding of the Eucharist. From his letter to the church in Ephesus, the same church that Paul founded and wrote to that we have in Scripture, St. Ignatius tells them this, that it is the medicine of immortality, the antidote against death, and everlasting life in Jesus Christ. Medicine of immortality sounds weird to our ears. In reality, all he's doing is reiterating Jesus' own words from John 6. When Jesus said, he who eats and drinks of my flesh and blood has eternal life. On his way to be martyred. For St. Ignatius is a holy martyr in the church. On his way to be martyred, he wrote ahead to the church in Rome. 
Listen to what he says is all he needs during this time when he is about to, for, to, to forsake his life for the sake of Jesus. Here's all he needs. He says this. The bread of God is what I desire. That is the flesh of Jesus Christ, who was of the seed of David. And for my drink, I desire his blood. That is incorruptible love. On his way to give up his life, this is what his heart yearns for. What experience must he have had of our blessed Lord Jesus as he would partake throughout his life of the body and blood of our Lord through bread and wine. That when he's about to die, the only thing he craves is blessed Eucharist because he knows that Jesus Christ will give him through it everything he needs for that day, for his salvation and to endure martyrdom that Christ may be glorified in him. Jesus said in verse 56 of John chapter 6, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. We need to hear these words for what they are because they are filled with our Lord's loving desire for each and every one of us. The Eucharist is the sacrament of blessed union and oneness between our Lord and all of us. When we partake of this loving gift, Christ says He abides in us. And that word abides, it means He makes us His dwelling place. But what else does He say? When we take the body and blood, when we take the body and blood, we find our dwelling place in Him as well. He shares all that he is with us. When Christ ordained on this night the sacrament, and always remember what a sacrament is. A sacrament is when God takes something that he created in the earth. And he separates it unto himself and through that which he created. He does the wonders of heaven for the salvation of man. When Christ instituted this blessed sacrament. It's one of the greatest gifts of love that he could have given us. It is a means of grace and strength for the journey in the wilderness. It carries within it the gift of eternal life. And it is the sacrament of God's shared and welcome fellowship with each and every one of us. That night, our Lord Jesus Christ, he models true agape love. That is the love of God, the love that God is for all to see and exhorts us to become the same love. For on this night, our Lord would disrobe before his disciples. He would clothe himself as a servant and proceed to wash the feet of them all. You have got to see, we need to see the humility and pure love that is being demonstrated in this act. And this was the desire of God to show it to us all. And to his disciples on that blessed evening. Consider this. Our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the Trinity. The word of God. The one who spoke all creation into existence. The one who from the beginning of all time. Arrayed in glory and splendor. What does he do? He disrobes before his disciples. And what does he array himself with? He arrays himself with the garment of the lowest rank of society at that time, a servant. 
He humbles himself. He lowers himself as the least of all who are in that room. And then he performs one of the lowest and most menial tasks of a servant. The one who created the earth that had collected on their feet. And indeed created the feet themselves. He washes the dirt from the disciples' feet. And then he looks at them. And he says, this you now do for the sake of one another. And he was not talking about the washing of feet. He was defining love by his works before them, by his deeds, by his actions towards them. He was defining love. For as St. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, the great chapter on agape love. St. Paul says this, in, in love there is no pride. And he also says that love never seeks its own. In other words, love does not make its home in the center of the blessed universe and asks everybody else to bow down. Love instead removes itself from the center of the universe and places everybody else in the center of the universe and offers oneself for the benefit of all others. That is the divine and blessed love of God. My friends, love is expressed in the sacrificial offering of oneself for the life and the benefit of another. And tonight, tonight we see love offered to us through blessed and holy Eucharist. And we see love exampled for us in the washing of the feet. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.